There are days, God, where it seems that what you have given us is more than we can bear. There are days in which what you would ask of us seems virtually impossible and, quite frankly, fruitless. And so help us to hear your message to Ezekiel, what he did and what became of that word that you gave him, so that we may find strength and hope and courage and joy in the living of all of the days of our lives. pray this to your glory in Christ's name. Amen. So Ezekiel is given a hard task. He says, I want you to go and preach to a people who are rebellious and stubborn and likely aren't going to listen to you anyway and probably reject you. Oh, and by the way, here's the message I want you to give to them. You know how they're hoping that the temple will be their rock and their, their hope in the world? I want you to let them know the temple is going to be destroyed. I mean, everything they hope for is going to be obliterated. And 11 years later, after they began preaching, that's exactly what happened. The temple was destroyed. Now, this is the message I want you to give to these people. It would be like going to Kyle Buckholz and saying, Kyle, why don't you come to Clarkston? There are stubborn people. They can be obstinate, and sometimes they won't do what they're asked. Oh, wait a minute. Well, never mind. Anyway, you know, it'd be like, it'd be like saying to, to Hal, Hal, you, you've led the national church. You've, you've served large congregations as a senior pastor. Why don't you come work with Rick Dake? Oh, that's going to be so depressing. Sometimes you're given impossible tasks and face futures with dim outlook. Amen? Ezekiel is given this task. He's already in exile. Everything he hoped for and believed in, like the rest of the exiles, was already taken from him. But now he's called to stand up in front of them and preach a word they will not want to hear. Have you faced challenging times? Have you been through days where you did not know, in fact, whether there is any hope left? Have you been at the bottom and believed the only thing that was possible in the days to come was more bottom? Are you prepared if that day were to come? Ezekiel is given to us as a witness of what is possible in faith, but so contrary to how we normally react in challenging times. Ezekiel is given to us so that we can understand how do we find strength and hope and courage to withstand everything that we may be facing, even if we get to those places where what we are facing is worse than we could ever imagine. Ezekiel is given to us so that we can have a message to share with the world on days when we're doing actually pretty well, thank you very much, and we can't imagine that there would ever be anything wrong. Do you understand that people around you are looking to see how they might find some strength because their days are not that good? What's your message? Ezekiel gives us one. And I want to share with you very briefly what has come to me out of this passage. In the scripture that was just read, 
Ezekiel first is given this understanding. God is sending him. God is the one who's making this happen. You are called to go there. So for all of us who are called to go places, we discover, like Ezekiel, that our effectiveness is not found in the people's response, but rather in our faithfulness to our call. And the thing that God immediately gives Ezekiel, which is not in the scripture you just read, which is why you should always read further than what the preacher is willing to let you see, is God gives a scroll to Ezekiel and says, why don't you eat on this? Now this scroll is given to him and he's called to eat it. I mean, literally, eat it. And it tastes like honey. And I want you, if you ever pick up Ezekiel and want to go through the rest, like the men's Bible study did on Thursday and on Friday, they, he takes the scroll and he's not chewing on it, he ingests it. He's called to take it deep into himself. And it tastes like honey, it's described. Ezekiel is given this message of God that he's called to place deep within his soul. So it becomes part of his identity. We come to church in some ways so that we can ingest what God has to give to us. And we can choose to chew around on the edges and snack on it. But snacks won't sustain you. God wants us to receive God's word in scripture, in prayer, in sacrament, in worship, in holy relationship, and take it deep within ourselves. So in the days when we're struggling, we don't have to go wondering and searching to discover what would God say? Where is God in this moment? We know where God is. Here. In a place that can never be taken from us. Now in thinking about this, I, want, I borrowed an idea that I want to give credit to from Gordon MacDonald in his book, Ordering Your Private World. In which he makes a distinction of two types of people in the world. And I love those things. There are two types of people in the world. Only two! Of course, that's not true. But in this conversation, there are two types of people in the world. There are those who are driven and those who are called. Now, I want to give full understanding. I took his concept and ran with it myself. So everything I'm now about to say to you is from Rick Dake, not from him. So don't blame him. But sometimes in my life, I watch people face difficult times and they become driven. They're going to get through this. They're going to conquer the situation that they're facing. Whatever it is. And as they become driven, they draw upon their abilities and their sense of right and wrong and their strong will and their tenacity, and they get tough. Have you ever met those people? They've become independently strong to make sure they're going to be victorious at the end of the day. They're strong-willed. Sometimes really difficult to be around. They're so strong-willed. And sometimes they're admired for that strong will. They are self-determined. That is to say, I'm going to make this happen and I don't really need to listen to anybody. They accept very little help. Sometimes they do that by being ornery and pushing people away. And sometimes they do that by being so gracious and saying, well, thank you very much. I'm not listening to you at all. The second part said in silence. 
They seem to be willing to listen to you, but then they go off and do whatever they're going to do anyway. Have you met those people? Don't point. They act as if victory in the middle of their challenging times is largely dependent upon them. I'm going to make this happen. And help is never valued or, quite frankly, even trusted. Humility is seen as weakness in most things, and people are valued only to the ability that allows them to succeed or win. There is no smelling of the roses along the way. I will crush the roses if it allows me to be victorious. Do you understand what I'm saying? Those driven people. Ezekiel was not a driven person. He was a called person. He understood that he was called by God, and that's where he found his strength, in his identity. Who am I in the middle of this challenging time? No different than who I was before the challenge faced me. He is dependent and committed to God and finds that not as an excuse or a weakness, but rather a place of strength. And different than driven people, who oftentimes push others away, called people welcome others into the call with them. Why don't you come along with me? I'm glad for us to share in this calling together. In fact, I would love for you to respond to this call in my life and in your life. Called people. Value others for who they are and what they can do to help assist in the calling. But it's because a calling from God is never an individual calling alone, but it's always a part of the calling of God's people in all of the world. Faithfulness is the highest value. On days where you completely mess up, if you've attempted to be faithful to God, God is able to still redeem that situation. Humility and grace are the things that called people celebrate and give away. Here in this place, we believe this very particular thing. You've heard it multiple times, but I want you to get this. We believe everyone is called. Everyone. Some are called to particular works and tasks. Those of us who stand up here and lead worship and have various levels of either ordination or calling, moving towards ordination or whatever it is, We are called to a specific ministry that affects a lot of our daily life because it's our vocation as well as our passion. But all of us are called, whether it's a calling to take on a particular task within the church, or whether it's simply to identify yourself each day that you are a child of God, equipped to be God's witness in the world. We are all called. And if that's true, which here we take as an assumption, then we are invited and welcome when we face challenging times to live as those who are called, that is to say, not to be distracted by the pain or the struggle or the suffering of the given day. Now I want to be clear about this. This is really important, so please tune in on this moment. Ezekiel was called into a particularly difficult situation, and sometimes we will face that. But that is not the same thing as saying that every challenge we face is of God. Over my ministry, most of the times I've been with people who are in challenging times, what they're facing is not something God ever wanted for their life. But it's a part of life. Loss of a parent, loss of a child, divorce, betrayal, 
loss of a job. I mean, how long could the list be, right? Most of the challenging times we go through are not because God said, I want you to have to struggle with this. It's a part of life. But God is saying to us in the midst of our challenging times, I want you to remember your calling, your identity. Live as the called like Ezekiel did. So when he went to preach this message to a people he knew he wasn't going, who were going to listen to him, his faithfulness allowed God's word to live even when people rejected it. Yes, even 11 years later when the temple was destroyed. But you need to hear this. For those of you who don't remember Ezekiel 37, as long as he was faithful to his calling, you begin to see his message change. In Ezekiel 37, he's given this vision of the dry bones. Now, I don't have time to preach that sermon today. But I simply want you to catch the understanding in Ezekiel 37, and if you want to pick it up and read it this week, it would not be the worst 20 minutes of your life. He's given this vision of death that is able to be knit together into hope and new life by the power of God's word. It's not about resurrection. It's about God giving strength and new hope in the face of challenge. By the end of Ezekiel, the one who comes out and says, you know, you're all not going to have any victory, and the thing you're clinging to is going to be taken from you, that prophet, by the end of Ezekiel, is describing what the new hope and the new land will look like. Because God was able to work through him in the challenging times, he was able to be able to proclaim the hope that would bring the exiles back to their homeland one day. I'm here to tell you today that Ezekiel's word is real for us. And I'm here to give you two invitations. One, I invite you to hear Ezekiel's word, either for yourself or someone else. Because if you aren't going through challenging times, I can almost guarantee you, you know somebody who is. And I invite you to put yourself now in the place of being willing to find your identity strength in your calling and not in the external circumstances. Now, how do I know that's going to work? Two reasons. One. Because sitting around you right now are people who have faced impossible situations and have come through the other side and God has blessed them. Let me test that. Anybody in this room right now gone through challenging times and God has carried you and blessed you through them, would you raise your hand? You are surrounded by saints who know that experience, by this God who is as real as he was for Ezekiel over 600 years before Christ. And in a few minutes, we're going to invite you to come to this table where we're going to be lined up up here, actually. We're going to invite everyone in the room. I don't care who you are. We will not stop you from coming up and receiving God's grace. And we're going to come up in the name of Jesus Christ who faced some pretty challenging times. Betrayal. Denial. Murder. Death. And because he was faithful to his calling in all those moments resurrection. Children of God, be faithful to the calling God has placed in you. This wonderful calling you've been given to live each day knowing your identity as God's child. Live that truth.
come and to the presence of this Christ, ingest it into your bodies, and let the grace pour from you. And then you will be able to find your strength in difficult times. You'll be able to witness it to others who are going through difficult times. And in the midst of difficulty, you will know that God lives. And that God has not forgotten you. Thanks be to God for Ezekiel's faithfulness and God's faithfulness to Ezekiel, even as God is faithful to us today. Amen.